This is an Area Code podcast. You're listening to Table of Malcontents, where Aaron Armstrong, Dave Schrader, and Scarlett Hildebeidel talk about the books they love and a few they really don't to help you be a better reader. Hey everybody, welcome to today's episode of Table of Malcontents. I'm Aaron, and with me as always is Scarlett. Hey Scarlett. Hi Aaron. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Oh, I'm all right. You know, we're, uh, we're you know, quietly waiting out... Uh, you know, the coronavirus crisis of 2020, uh, waiting out 2020 just in general. So things are going to be okay, I think, yeah. maybe. But uh, you know who's not here with us today? Who's not here with us? Dave. I noticed. Yeah. He's not here. I'm really concerned about this. Did he go out to the grocery store and forget his spiked baseball bat? Uh- <laughs> I don't know, but I'm wor- very worried. Yeah, I mean things are things are tough in Green Hills right now, so it's a it's a very serious and dark place, you know. Hopefully, uh, hopefully he'll emerge at some point in the podcast. I hope so. I hope I so. Hope. But you know, we can always have hope. So uh, you know, one of the one of the nice things though is is you know we you know even though Dave isn't here, we have a special guest with us, um, and. Our guest today is Scott James. Scott, how you doing? Hey, how are y'all? So far, so good. So far, can so I, good. Can I be Dave today? You at, well, I mean, you're you're up in the game and up in the quality a little bit there. So, but yeah, <laughs> so yeah, that's fine. So I just read this great book. It's mm-hmm. called From Good to Great. <laughs> <laughs> and I wanted to tell you guys about it. Excellent, excellent. Did you also read a Churchill biography? I actually have read many of those. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Nice, um, nice. I'm so very Dave-esque. Nice. Well, so for our listeners who may not uh, be familiar with you, and if 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 they're not, come on, guys, you should you should be familiar with Scott. Scott serves as one of the elders at the church at Brook Hills in Birmingham, um, Alabama. Uh, he and his wife uh, have four children, um, and he is a pediatric physician. Um, uh, Scott is also the author of two family worship books. Uh, the first is The Expected One, Anticipating All of Jesus in the Advent, which our family uses just about every year, um, and Mission Accomplished, a two-week family Easter devotional, as well as um, a couple of illustrated children's books, including The Littlest Watchman, uh, which was released in 2017, and the new re- newly released Where is Wisdom from B&H. So that is, did I miss anything? Uh, did I miss anything, Scott? I think you captured my essence. There we go. Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. Where is you wisdom know? is so good, Scott. I just told you this off of the air, but it's so good. It made, I listened to it with my daughters. You read it on Facebook and it made me cry. And it had even my just turned five-year-old riveted the whole time. So that's, I'm a big so fan. I'm going to buy it for all the kids in my life. Nice. Thank you so much. That, that's really sweet to hear. Awesome. Also, I, I told um, the guys, but when we found out we were going to interview you, that I'm bringing all of my medical ailments because um, now is the, this is my opportunity to really get I, to the bottom of some things. Yeah, I heard. Yeah, we're just going to, we'll, we'll just do like an hour long consultation. Yeah, I'm yeah. ready. <laughs> just yeah. yeah, I mean, this is, this is fair exchange, right? Pro- book promo for, um, for, you know, medical consultation. Yeah. Does that work? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Absolutely. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. <laughs> quid, quid pro quo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, there's nothing sketchy about that. Nothing whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so before we before we jump into our uh, our big conversation, uh, Scarlett, you need to give us um, what we are going to call today as the Graham Report. So we had uh, we had some. Uh, things to dis- that we asked our audience about on the Instagram. Uh, can you uh, fill us in? I can fill you in. I'm actually on the gram right now, and um, <laughs> I'm on the gram. And I got to tell you, I checked yesterday. So here's what we asked: We asked okay. last episode, we asked our listeners to weigh in about possibly removing, retiring, replacing, some- doing something with the sucker punch segment of our episode. I think this was inspired by my hesitance to ever be involved. Is that right, Aaron? <laughs> um, only in part, um, but it's not. It's not all. I mean, you know, just wisdom would suggest that you always be evaluating what you do at any given time, and uh, sometimes it's time to say goodbye to uh, to segments. Well, let me tell you something. The people have voted. Uh-huh. Last yesterday, I, I looked at the votes and I was like, okay. Um, this is kind, this is pretty clear, but I'm I'm in right now looking at the votes. You're not going to mm-hmm. believe this. It's exactly equal. <laughs> there it are, is. Yes, there are exactly as many votes to keep punching as there are to lose the punch. Now, Dave, who I believe just joined us. He sure did. We have a hey great yo. call from Dave. Hey, Dave's here. I was just going to point you, Dave. You said, listeners, if you're going to try to jump on the gram with us, I'm telling you, it better be good. Meaning, if you have an idea for a better sucker punch, it's got to be a good idea. So here's the thing, though, you guys. I'm looking. I'm looking. I don't see any better ideas. And no. Dave, if you missed it, it was half and half. It was fifty-fifty. Vote well, about the and, sucker punch. And for in the in the interest of clarity, Dave is one of those. And so <laughs> that is true. That that is true. I did not vote. Um, did you vote? I don't think, think I that sure you did not. No, either. because I didn't want to. I didn't want to skew the uh, I, skew I'm, the I'm results. Just, I'm just trying to spice it up a little bit, just to see. Okay, it, to, to push everyone to say, "Hey, we're going to vote it down unless you come up with something better for us." <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. Fifty-fifty. What do you think, right. Scott? Uh, oh, do I get a vote? Um, you sure do. So I think maybe you should factor in the reality that I would say a good 75% of the guests that you have on, when you ask them on air to punch someone in the face, they, they balk at it and go, do I have to? And maybe the, like the collectively, the, the, the guests Fair. get a vote of like, I don't want to publicly punch someone in the face because that might be a bad look. I agree. I, 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 yeah. I've noticed that what they, a lot of people will do is they'll, they'll go into the fictional world or something or someone inanimate <laughs> you know what i mean uh, <laughs> like what you know remember aaron ken kruger wanting to punch all of congress understandable mm-hmm. i get it <laughs> you know but uh but, i don't uh, i don't yeah. disagree don't disagree but still yeah or, or you good give, points, the, give the 34 caveats that this is metaphorical this is philosophical this is purely hypothetical except for that one guy <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I think, Scott, did you just push it over the edge? I mean, I don't know. That's, okay. I, I, I cannot make that call for you. All right. All right. So 
Gotcha. I, I got to be honest, though. I, I prepared for if if asked that question, I came up with a what I consider to be a a milk toast politically correct uh, <laughs> offensive answer. So I'm I'm prepared. We're gonna if, have to hear that. Put me on the Excellent. Spot. We're, we're gonna put you at this, on the spot for this. Whether it's our final one or not, that you know, that's to be determined. We'll have to bring it back to the gram and um and figure <laughs> and and get people, more people involved. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the gram. So we found out this week, um, I believe, I forgot, I think it was one of the young cool people you work with, Aaron, mm-hmm. who said cool people don't actually call it the gram, they call it Insta, which I did also say Insta. That's true. That's but, true. But um, um, I think we the, continue with the gram. Yeah. The cool kids use it ironically. Um, yeah. But I mean, and I mean, we're nothing if not ironic. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Scott. Oh, we are so many things. Scott's, <laughs> Scott's regretting being on this episode already. Oh. That just left. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. I got to. I got to go to work. Sorry. Oh, gosh, Scott, start reading your book out loud. Just help us. <laughs> Would that redeem the time? Do you, do yes, you think? please. Honestly, yes. yeah. We. Uh, I, I shared your uh, Facebook live you did with BH Kids, uh, reading your book. And, Scarlett, what was your reaction? Before you hopped on, I was just sharing that. Oh, I, man, so good. So beautiful. Love, love, love it. I mean, I just cry every time I read something of Scott's. So, I mean, it doesn't that matter ending. if it's a text message or a book <laughs> or anything. It's just tears. Y'all sweet. <laughs> really good. Man. Um, but, but I've noticed, Scott, you haven't. Uh, you haven't done the Andrew Pearson. I'm going to read every night until this virus has gone away. <laughs> I mean, I've I've been tempted to. I think uh, people actually want him to do that. Is the difference mm-hmm. in the scenario here? Yeah. Ooh. Well, I mean, depending on how long. I don't. This I don't thing... think I could command the audience. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. See, I think depending on how long this thing goes, he might have to write another sequel to uh, the Wing Feather Saga. Put in I'm book. In five. Put in. Uh, put in another book. But, How yeah. cool would that be, though, if he went through all of the books? If this lasted long enough and he kept this going, I'm totally on board with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Or does he switch to reading Adorning the Dark? I'm okay with that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's but, true. You know, people want people want a good story every night, you know. So I, I I see why the following has continued on with it. So that that's that's great. Yeah. I, at first, when I was kind of writing down some notes, uh, Scott, I was like, wait a minute, has Scott even read the book yet? Did I miss it? Um, you know, and because uh, everyone's reading their books right now online, and uh, I thought, oh, what a great bedtime story or just middle of the day for uh, where is wisdom. But uh, I saw you did it. It looks great. Yeah, it was fun. I did it for my church, too. We did kind of a, a, a church-specific one that our kids' ministry and our preschool ministry shared, and that was fun because I was kind of able to direct it straight to the kids uh, that I that I know and love. So that was a, that was a fun. Nice. But really what I'm trying to do is just sort of uh, parlay that into voiceover work. Really mm. kind of... <laughs> I was honestly. actually just going to say, you have a great reading voice, Scott. <laughs> <sighs> Thanks. <laughs> no, yeah, that was as, as, as soon as uh, as soon as I sent the one in to to B and H, they they replied back like, "You should do voiceover." Like, <laughs> Good. It can happen. Book to read, I'll read it. <laughs> you know, in in this time of the gig economy, you know, working right. from home, it's I'm, it's time. I'm I all think about you can the side hustle. That's right. That's right. All right. So, Scott, uh, 
as a pediatric physician, this is a very interesting time for you. I think that's uh, the most delicate way to say it. Yeah, man. Yeah. What is going on in your world with all of the social distancing, pandemics, all that? What is that? How is that affecting you? Uh, it's different in that uh, while all of my friends, most of my uh, everyone I know is is scaling back and spending more time at home and doing all the appropriate social distancing uh, and and sort of remote work that sort of stuff. It's it's a it's a complete opposite for me. I'm I'm working more and involved in more and uh, away from home more. Uh, so it's been, it's been a little bit difficult kind of just from that standpoint of uh, I've really enjoyed seeing families, especially um, talking about how, how, you know, basically how the Lord's using this time in their life and how their family's actually kind of finding a, a, a grace in the midst of this chaos and, and that the Lord's using this time to help them recenter and kind of refocus as a family and, uh, we're doing that as a family sum as well. I don't say that we're not, but uh, but at the same time, I'm I'm going to work more. <laughs> it seems so. Um, my particular specialty is uh, so I'm not just a general pediatrician. I'm a pediatric infectious diseases specialist. So you might say that the current uh, cultural crisis is right up my alley. Um, so yeah, a lot of a lot of my work right now is very specifically geared towards COVID nineteen and uh, working on that. Um, working at a kind of a hospital level of like, how are, as my local institution, how are we handling it? How are we preparing? How are we uh, screening and testing and uh, treating patients that are positive and, and that sort of stuff. So I'm working a lot in my, my actual place about how to, how to do this. Also thinking about research and how we can kind of um, study what's going on to basically be able to adapt as soon as possible and treat people as best as possible and then be ready for the future as well. Um, and then working kind of on a national level, just with a bunch of other pediatric infectious diseases, doctors kind of just putting our heads together and thinking through how, how do, how do we as a medical community, uh, what kind of guidance can we give each other to, to help us through this? So it's been busy. It's been, it's been really busy, but it's been, it's been good work. Scott, I saw you, um, did a great Q and a on ERLC's website and we'll, we'll post that, but, uh, I think that was really informative, um, encouraging <laughs> all of the above for parents out there in particular, trying to figure out what do we, what do we best do, um, you know, day by day right now, how to stay up to date. Um, and I don't know if you guys mentioned what day we're recording this on, but it's April 2nd. So when this go, we're, Aaron, we're going to post this on Monday, I presume. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. Um, so, you know, every day it seems to be changing a little bit, but on the basic level of your guidance, that, that seems to be really good information, wisdom, <laughs> leading right into about what, uh, what to do as Christians. Uh, but is there, is there other bits from that that you'd want to share with listeners right now? Just to, in the meantime, yeah, it, the way you phrase it is just to this everyday uh, evolving and changing reality that we're dealing with. And it, it really is this situation where whatever guidance that, that we put out, uh, whether it's as a doctor or from the church side at our church as a pastor, whenever we put out uh, something to the congregation about what's going on, it, everything now has a timestamp and a disclaimer that this is good for today and tomorrow we may need to change course. So everyone is being really, really flexible and adaptable right now. Um, 
the thing that I, the thing you're referring to, uh, I wrote, it's actually been quite a while now. So like, it seems like forever because month, uh, the, the month of March feels like it's been seven years long, but that was, I don't know that when that one came out, but it was sort of beginning of March. Yeah. So it was, March, it was even yeah. before all of the actual quarantine stuff started. So it was before any state or any entity had kind of uh, issued a stay at home order or anything along those lines. It was just, it was still, uh, this is coming, we think. Um, and so it was on the front end. And, and so probably a fair amount of what I wrote there, uh, things have changed a lot since then, but I tried to make it vague enough in the sense that it was overarching. And, and so the things that I was talking about there were, uh, I, I really hope still applicable to, to today. Um, uh, some of the specific guidance was more along the lines of, you know, how to stay safe. And that has changed as we've ramped up our, uh, our kind of protection and self-quarantine uh, practices these days. Um, but the big, the big idea behind it was essentially how can a Christian uh, cope in a stressful situation like this? And, and so it was essentially um, being having a perspective in which we understand that God is in control of what's going on, and uh, and, and we don't uh, we're not filling our hearts with anxious thoughts, but we're taking the uncertainty and the unknown and the anxiety inducing thing that we're encountering every single day, and instead of um, putting those at the center on the throne, we're uh, actually handing them over to God and saying, I don't know what to do with these things. I have no earthly clue what's happening right now. I can't control the world around me. Uh, any, any, uh, uh, any idea that I could have controlled my world that I might've been entertaining a few weeks ago. I, I really felt like my, my world was much more in my control a few weeks ago. And that illusion has been pulled out from under me. So um, I'm at this point now where uh, I'm, I'm taking all this, fear and anxiety and uncertainty. And I'm trying to keep a godly perspective on it and say, I, I don't know what's going on, but I know that you do. And so we're going to, we're going to mm. trust in you. And that's not just spiritual lip service. Like it's really easy to say that, uh, yeah. but like actually in our hearts as you're, uh, as you're praying and as you're leading your family and talking with friends, like we've got practical opportunities to legitimately uh, focus our hearts on God and trust in him mm. in the midst of this crazy time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, not that there are certainly plenty of um, physicians who are Christians out there, um, but it's certainly been always been fascinating to know you through the years, but just to see kind of the way you operate. Um, my, my primary care physician is a Christian as well, and he's crazy busy, just like you. Um, but just kind of knowing your unique perspective of looking medicine and uh, especially focusing on infectious disease with children in particular to, in that perspective. Like what, what are you, what are you telling parents? You know, I'm just thinking from a wisdom point of view, like what's the one thing that seems consistent that you're telling them right now on kind of how to handle all this. For Christian parents, I'm, I'm pointing, I'm pointing them to God. So like if I uh, am aware of uh, sort of where, where their center is spiritually, I'm, I'm reminding them to stay there. Uh, and, and to not be sort of pulled away um, with the ever-changing worries of the world. Uh, so I'm kind of reminding them of the, the bedrock truth that, that, they, um, that they want to be founded upon. Um, and then I'm kind of, I, I, from a practical medical standpoint, um, a, a lot of what I'm counseling these days is just simply encouraging people to, to be wise and make responsible choices. Um, the, the, 
choices we make here and now actually impact other people and not only impact your, your family and your kids, but impact the, the family across the street whose, mm-hmm. um, you know, grandmother is there or the, the next door neighbor whose child is on chemotherapy or there's mm-hmm. lots of people around us that, um, that are just going to be potentially at very high risk with this particular virus. And so I've, I've, uh, I've unfortunately and, and sadly heard um, a handful of Christians kind of um, sort of belittling the situation and, 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 you know, basically just saying like, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of people will get sick, but most people will do fine and I'm probably not at risk. And so just if they're not taking the situation seriously, uh, they, they tend to act accordingly, meaning that they're out there doing stuff, uh, not adhering to best practices, not, um, not, practicing kind of safe neighborly um, social distancing and that sort of stuff. And so it kind of hurts my heart to see Christians out there flaunting, um, flaunting the opportunity to be good neighbors. Uh, That's, that's disappointing. So a lot lot of my time, my time uh, is, yeah, just sort of encouraging them to like, like, don't, don't just ignore this and uh, pretend like it's not happening, but make choices right now that are actually going to represent the fact that, you want what is good for this world. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if, if, if you tell me that you want what's good for this world and you only mean Jesus Christ, right, right? We know that ultimately is what is good for this world. But if in the meantime, you're acting in a way that is not practically good here and now for me trying to avoid getting an infection, uh, why, if, if I'm a non-believer and I see that you don't care about just simple courtesy and kindness towards other people in the mm-hmm. way that you act, why, why on earth am I going to care about the Jesus that you're telling, trying to tell me about as well. Yeah. I think act, acting in a way that's consistent with who we say we are uh, is, is a good encouragement. And I'm so, I, I say that I focus on the negative there because there's a handful of people that are knuckleheads, but I'm so encouraged by and large with the way that mm-hmm. I've seen uh, church leaders and Christians and, uh, and people out there um, encouraging others to, to love other people during this time. So mm. by and large, I think Christians are, this is our time to shine, right? Like we've got the hope that we can point people to in the midst of uncertainty. And uh, we've kind of loving your neighbor. Like that's kind of our thing. So let's do it. <laughs> it should be. Yeah. 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 Wow. Is there, um, you know, just in the spirit of <laughs> a, uh, where is wisdom? Are there, have there been stories, characters, uh, parts of scripture that have been encouraging during this time, uh, especially about wisdom? I'm kind of putting you on the spot with that, but I just, <laughs> I know there's a lot that you shared even in early March, but uh, yeah, what, where have you kind of gone to in terms of those types of stories? I do think in, in keeping with the idea of the, the book that just came out, Where's Wisdom, just the heart of that book, the, the idea there is that wisdom is not this sort of set of rules of like, here's this checklist of 10 things to do and you will be wise. The heart of wisdom there is simply trusting in the Lord. So the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. Um, yeah. and so that's wrapped up in who, how you relate to God, who you see God as in your life. And then therefore, um, because you're appropriately fearful of him, meaning kind of he's on the throne, right? He's the king. He's the boss. Uh, he is the center of my life in that way. Therefore, my life is sort of oriented towards him because he saved me. And then obedience has to flow out of that, right? So wisdom in and of itself is not this list of rules to follow. It's knowing who God is, knowing how I relate to him and knowing how um, uh, honoring him and cherishing him like I ought to 
changes my heart and leads me to want to act in a way that glorifies him and honors him and helps other people. Um, and so I, I, my kids and I have had a lot of conversations lately just about how I phrase it like this, that wisdom is nimble. So rather than just having a rigid list of rules to do and not do, wisdom means you're centered on God and you can pivot and face any circumstance that life sends your way. Right. Mm. And, and we were talking about that kind of on the front end of this pandemic. And it was just, we were using real life examples of stuff that happens and how we need to kind of make good decisions and uh, decisions that we don't have a black and white uh, verse or rule for, right? There, there's no specific Bible verse saying thou shalt do this or that for lots of situations in our life. And yet wisdom would have us uh, function in a way that honors God in those situations. Um, and so then kind of the biggest object lesson that I can think of falls in our lap here in, in March with a, a, a global pandemic in which I, I don't have a Bible verse that tells me precisely how to act and what to believe about this pandemic specifically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and yet um, wisdom would dictate that I would interpret what's going on around me through a biblical worldview and, and a lens of uh, what, what does the gospel say about this? And is God still sovereign in the midst of all this? And then therefore, how should I act in light of that? Uh, so w- wisdom's allowing me to, and allowing my kids to have a lot of good conversations about just being, have like a, I, just basically have a firm foundation in the word of God and then be nimble mm-hmm. to be able to address whatever's going on around us in a, in a way that honors God. Yeah. Right there. Scott, now that's, that's really encouraging. Um, Cause I think, you know, here in the Nashville area uh, with the tornado coming through in earlier March, people, of course, it just, it, it, it raises the question of, okay, where is God in all this of how when, when something bad happens that we feel like seems like an indifferent scenario and, mm-hmm. and how do you, how do you handle that? How do you respond to that as a person of faith? Um, mm-hmm. And and I understand absolutely if someone is not um, someone in faith of how they really struggle with it even more in some ways of, um, uh, of looking at the world being cruel and what's the point if, you know, someone who I perceive as being good can so easily be taken away mm-hmm. by something that we don't know how to fight, you know, you know, effectively. Um, um, and so I, I think it's, it's, so it's, it's been interesting with that happening with the tornado coming through. A lot of people were asking that question and each child would ask, well, why did God make t- tornadoes? You know, <laughs> I mean, yeah. why did God make bodies in a certain way that they can transmit, you know, something like this, you know, why does nature work this way or not that way? Um, have you had any other interesting like questions that have come up from parents, kids or whomever about it? That, I mean, just that question, that exact same question. And it's just this, whenever we're dealing with what, like tragedy or, or anything along those lines that like, isn't our human tendency to try to let God off the hook to just sort of say, I mean, he didn't want that to happen. That's, you know, he didn't, he's not the one who sent that tornado. He's, he's not the one. We kind of just sort of, um, remove God from the situation and, and say, you know, he really wishes that wouldn't have happened, but you know, Hey, he's here to help us in the aftermath. And in the end, what, what is that saying? Like, so wait, you're saying all these bad things are happening to me and God is not in control. Like that's, that's a hopeless situation. So 
I'm, I'm going with scripture and I'm reconciling the fact that bad things do happen in this world. It's not ultimately because God uh, intends them in that way, but it's because if we live in a fallen world. But even in the midst of that, God is still working out his redemptive plan and he is in control of those things. Um, and so I don't, I'm with my kids, we're having these conversations and I'm not letting God off the hook in that way. I'm, God is sovereign. Like God is in control of this pandemic. Um, he's not just up there reacting to it going like, whoa, I didn't see that coming. Now what do I got to do? Like God is still in control of these things. And it, from, from a human perspective, I don't comprehend always uh, or <laughs> most of the time. I don't comprehend why specifically he's doing some of these things. Why, why did he send this global pandemic? Why did he send that hurricane? Uh, uh, that, well, I'm from, from Florida, so hurricane comes to mind. Why did he send that hurricane to my house when I was mm. a kid? Why did he send that tornado to Nashville a few weeks ago? I don't have the answer to that. Uh, but I, but I know that he is in control of that and that there is some ultimate greater purpose for it and that there's beauty that's coming out of it, even as people are, um, on the other side of it. And so I, I don't, mm. I don't have all the answers to why, but I'm, I'm not going to pretend that God's not in control of things. So I'm, I'm helping, I'm having some good conversations with my kids. And honestly, I say with my kids, I'm having good conversations with myself <laughs> uh, as I reflect internally of God's sovereign control over even the bad things that happen in this world, um, knowing ultimately we're to blame because of sin in that sense. Uh, um, but he's still in control. Mm. Yeah. Man, really good. Um, uh, I'll kind of keep us going with some of this too, going back to the, um, going back to just wisdom in general. Um, Scott, are there certain books or, um, uh, people that you turn to, uh, living or dead, I suppose, um, in terms of where you get wisdom. This is probably a underwhelming, unhelpful answer, but honestly, I cannot think of any, um, in that sense, like I, I, that sounds super, no, I don't, I don't get wisdom from anyone. I can't say that I have conscientiously pressed into that area of, learning uh, in that sense i like i think i glean wisdom uh and examples of wisdom from i read tons of biographies and so like yeah that good and bad examples how to be wise and how not to be wise yeah. um from lots and lots of biographies uh, christian and non-christian biographies um but now yeah i've 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 never i can't i don't have a i'm looking at my bookshelf right now i i don't have like a whole section on these are my wisdom books that I, that I go to and delve into. Uh, I, 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 I sent, yeah, I sent kind of a list of topics. I thought maybe interesting to talk with you about this Scarlett and uh, Aaron earlier. And uh, I kind of put this one out there and I thought I, I, I'm with you on that. I, you know, outside of the word of God, I, 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 same thing. I read a ton of different things. We all do. Mm-hmm. And we glean things, but it's not as though, we're looking for, hey, I'm looking for this book of wisdom from so-and-so. It's, it's not like the, the thing that interests me or I feel like is most beneficial when you have God's word as an ultimate guide. But I'm with you that like I learned so much from other people, the mistakes they make or the things that they did do well and what they learned from that as well. Um, and I think that's, that, that's fascinating enough, but yeah, uh, um, but I'm with you there. Yeah, I know. I, I, it wasn't like a, a specific book that you go to. Um, and even though, um, 
I'll surprise you a little bit, just tease you. We, uh, we do want to play a little game here. Um, when we're done with our more serious discussion on uh, where wisdom comes from, uh, quotes and whatnot. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll keep going in the meantime. Um, I mean, I, I want to know that you, you're, you guys are the one leading this conversation and you've led <laughs> us into global pandemic <laughs> tornadoes. Suffering. You know, uh, this is just I feel like how this things is the most roll on this show. Is yeah. this the most morbid episode of this podcast ever uh, so far? I'm going to say second most. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't use the word morbid. <laughs> yeah. But Dark. I do. It, it's a little, I know. I'd say hopeful. No, here's what I wanted to say. Because Dave, he did send these topics, questions. So I was thinking about it. And Scott, I had kind of, a, I was thinking, have I read any books? <laughs> and then I, um, I realized, I remembered that my small group at church before we stopped meeting, now we're meeting on Zoom, but I was sick, so I missed it. But we've been going through, actually, good timing, um, this Bible study. It's a 12-week study called Proverbs by Lydia Brownback, J.I. Packers, the theological editor. And um, we had started it when we started in this new small group, uh, I don't know, last month. And um, I was encouraged by it because it took, you know, it's a study of Proverbs, but at the end of each section, there's this section called gospel glimpses. And that's why your book made me cry so much with the cross at the end, because part of my testimony is I got saved as a teenager. Um, You know, I was like, okay, I fully believe that Jesus loves me. Okay, here I go being a Christian. And what I did as in my 14 year old mind was I thought, okay, I have to read the Bible every day. And I started in Proverbs because I thought, here is here. I, I took a note while you were talking. Here is a set of rules. <laughs> you know, huh? you're saying it's not a set of rules. You know, wisdom is fear of the Lord. But in my mind, as a very immature baby, baby Christian, I was like, okay, Proverbs tells me what to do. And so I highlighted and underlined like every single one. I probably know it by heart, and, but I was reading it all wrong. So it's been really special to me to get to study it with these, you know, with the gospel in mind and the cross in mind, which is the whole, like you said, it's the whole point, the whole, your book says the wisdom, fear of the Lord, it points to Jesus. So, um, yeah, so that's my, my first answer, but about books, when I was thinking, well, there are books like, you know, the kind of books that are, you know, not a broad wisdom, like fear of the Lord, but wisdom in this specific area. So some books I've read lately, like Raising Worry-Free Girls by Sissy Goff, you know, she loves the Lord and her book has helped me with wisdom in that area of my parenting, um, 12 ways your phone is changing you by Tony Ranky. Is that how you say it? Um, I read that a few months ago and it was so good. I really, really liked it because it was not, it, it did have the gospel in it and the heart of it was not a condemnation of all of us being addicted to our phones, but rather like, here's how we should steward this and look at this. And I thought it was a very humble approach he took, but it was also very practical. Um, what is a healthy church by Mark Dever? I also read that a few months ago, and I thought that was a very practical, wise look at church. Um, so I, I kind of took it there, Dave, when you when you messaged us about that. But yeah, my first initial thought was I, I've never picked out a book. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. But um, yeah, those are my book wisdom proverbs thoughts. Mm-hmm. I love those books. I love every every book you just mentioned. I love. <laughs> nice, nice. Well. I mean, a little more on the nose one that uh, I have enjoyed is actually uh, Keller's book um, that is the devotional on Proverbs, uh, God's <laughs> Wisdom for Navigating Life. Um, that one is is a fun one. Is It's just a good way to get through the book of Proverbs um, while also having a little guidance, too. I like that. Yeah, I, I think... Uh 
Um, another way is, is, is to look at it saying, okay, when it comes to books, um, also just other stories that bring you comfort in the middle of it. I thought about that, like what are the lessons from people of how we treat each other in these times? And there certainly are, <laughs> it's not as though we want, want to go back and read like Love in the Time of Cholera or something like that. But uh, <laughs> uh, I think we, 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 Scott, we have talked in previous I mean, I'm, I'm game for that. I'm good. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> um, yeah, th this is not like the most entertaining time to read all these dystopian novels, even though they're fascinating to read before all this has happened, but it's more, um, uh, but it, you know, any book you can glean, you know, some, some tremendous wisdom from, um, I think it just makes all this time. And the reason, you know, Aaron and Scarlett, we haven't really talked about this, but we're kind of recording episodes much closer to when they air. Um, and we probably should be doing that for a while because, of the context of what's happening day by day. <laughs> um, uh, and so, you know, I, I think too, just of like, oh gosh, like what will things look like the day this airs on Monday? It could be drastically different than today. And that's really eye-opening. Um, and yeah, a little scary. And so when you, Scott, you say, is this much your most morbid like ep or depressing episode? It's not depressing. It's just, this is just what we're, you know, dealing with. And, you know, this is a books podcast, but at the end of the day, you know, books are meant to help us um, understand how to process our emotions to, um, yeah, to, to certainly get lost in a story that is helpful for us to process things emotionally. I think that's a, that's not a bad thing. Yeah. Um, I think we don't want to do it just for the sake of escaping, um, but for the purpose of staying emotionally healthy as best as possible. Um, and, and yeah, that's really important with kids. I think also mm -hmm. just as I'm thinking through how I'm leading my kids through this time and the uncertainty that they're in the middle of as well. And so finding, um, finding stories that have characters and, and themes that sort of speak to where they are. Uh, mm -hmm. so not, not going to like dystopian novels or anything like that, but just stories that where bad things happen in the, yeah. in the children's genre, there's, um, I guess there's a tendency for just bad things to not happen overall, like uh, in, in in some books. And so I love I love finding uh, books that I can read through with my kids and that just face the reality of like, hey, bad things happen, uh, and, and yet here is a redemptive way to think through it, work through it. Um, so I, I'm always looking for stories like that. We're just um, uh, you guys, I think mentioned it recently on one of yours, but the Embers End book just came out. The the mm. last book in the Green Ember series by S.D. Smith, and it's just a perfect example of like we've gone through those, we've read through those with our kids. Um, Embers End just came out, so we haven't read through that with all of the kids yet. But it's just this perfect example of a story in which some messed up things happen, and like some really bad, difficult to to explain things happen to the characters, and they're having and they're left just reeling, just not understanding what's going on around them. Uh, and, and yet ultimately uh, their hope is on something greater. They kind of have a, a uh, kind of a, a good end that they're working for that, that very much as a Christian, it, it really uh, resonates inside me. Uh, and, and so, yeah, just sort of going through stories like that and, and helping kids see that, look, even when bad things happen, uh, our trust is in, is in something greater, uh, someone greater. And, and we together can kind of band together and work through this and uh, continue to pull others up with us as we, you know, walk towards the, the happy ending ultimately. Uh, so I, I, love, I love stories that, that do that with our kids. 
I, I've seen the quote associated with multiple people, certainly C.S. Lewis, but, you know, we read to know we're not alone. Uh, uh, and, and yeah, correct me if you guys, cause I've seen it credited to multiple people, but I, I always love that. And in, in especially in a time like this, because I think what's fun is, uh, you know, Scott, you're reading to uh, the masses on Facebook, um, you know, uh, your book, um, us watching Andrew Peterson read his book on a nightly, uh, what, reading the Wingfeather Saga. It's fun because people get to all enjoy that and also be reminded at the same time that they are not alone. Right. Um, I think that's what's fun seeing things right now of like how people process and share what they're learning, but also just trying to, we, we, we like going through life together as opposed to completely on our own. And so reading can be a tool for that. It's not the only tool of course, but it's, um, but it surely is a tremendous one. Um, and you know, even the, the stories we love, uh, you know, I, 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 I know I, I, I'm challenged to figure out more stories I can read with the kids right now, as opposed to go off in my zone. I've shared in the last episodes, I've been struggling to read right now, despite the time that's a little bit more open for those of us who are not in the medical community um, or sick. And, um, but, uh, but I know my kids like that life has got to kind of keep moving. And so doing that with them. And I don't know, I think of, you know, Lord of the Rings and other stories where you've got a journey of people doing things together. There's something just absolutely beautiful about that um, in terms of uh, a lesson. And I need to, I need to do more of that with them. So thanks for that encouragement. So Dave, would you like to know where that quote actually comes from? All right, let's hear it. It does not, it is not actually a C.S. Lewis quote. Okay. It comes from the play Shadowlands and the film, the, the subsequent film yes. um, about C.S. Lewis, but it yes. is not a C.S. Lewis quote. Love it. I love yeah. it. It's something Sorry. we could, we could uh, infirm. There's an, you know, there's another bit that in the movie, uh, I can't remember in the play cause I haven't seen the play, but in the movie, it, the way he talks about prayer, <laughs> I love, I've never, I mean, it's not a quote from him, but it's like taking all these pieces of things he's written that absolutely makes sense that he could say, but mm-hmm. he's not necessarily uh, known to have said directly. Um, oh, that is such a good, I love Shadowlands. Thanks for bringing mm-hmm. that one up. Yeah. Could we start like a whole initiative where we do C.S. Lewis fan fiction? <laughs> we all just like, I like write C.S. Yeah. Lewis-ish stuff. Like, it yeah. seems like he would say that, but we could yeah. all just encourage each other with mm, Lewis-esque sure. quotes sure. that are not actually his. But Absolutely. then I'd have to, well, actually, everybody, and, uh, you know. I feel like there's a lot of pastors doing that on Twitter. Yes. Well, well actually, them yeah. or attributing anything no, to C.S. Lewis? Just talking in C.S. Lewis-esque ways. Yes. yes, yes, but most of them aren't very good at it, so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, guys, we gotta we got to know our strengths, and we got to know what role we play in social media encouragement. Some of us are really great at um, being legit, short, punchy encouragers. Some do a little bit of that and also get confusing, you know, and then there's, uh, then, then there's those of us who, who, you know, 
will just steal jokes from their wives and uh and post those online instead <laughs> that's probably fair though because emily's definitely funnier than you it's true it's true that's why i married her <laughs> yeah that's probably good practice keep it yep. up yep <laughs> uh, judging from my from from my social media feeds it, it legitimately seems like most pastors somehow in the past month ended up getting an online phd in epidemiology and public health response <laughs> um, oh man and are very very declaratively analyzing everything that's happening and i'm like <laughs> Man. <laughs> what the heck are you doing, man? <laughs> I think this is a good segue to uh, speaking of things uh, that aren't our, wise. Yeah, our, our, our game show time. This is game show time, I believe. I'm nervous. Okay, now we're going to play a fun game here, folks. It is called Inspirational Quote or Biblical Problem. Okay, so here's how it goes. Uh, I'm going to read a quote, and Scott, Aaron, and Scarlett are going to guess whether it is from uh, the book of Proverbs or it is from someone else. Um, <laughs> well, I hope some of these are from Captain Picard, because uh, I, 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 I just think. finished watching the Picard series, and aside from all of the cussing, it's amazing. Okay. Oh, good to know. All right. I still Wait, you, you sprung for CBS All Access? No, 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 no. <laughs> I used a free code to, uh, um, and I'm about to promptly cancel my CBS All Access membership. Oh, yeah. smart. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I was like, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing yep. it. Use gift. You get a month free. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. All go. right. Okay. All right. So these are in no particular order. I'm not going to go back and forth between one and the other. I'm just going <clears> to, <throat> I'm going to roll and I'm going to give you time to answer quickly. All right. So we're going to try and make this go quick. All right. All right. I'll start with the first one. A loving heart is the truest wisdom. Inspirational right. quote. quote. Yeah. That's yeah. That's not in the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> you all are correct. That is from Charles Dickens. <laughs> <laughs> I told Next. you I memorized Proverbs in eighth grade, so <laughs> you're gonna kill it. Oh, I'm gonna win this game. Oh, it was good okay. for something. <laughs> All right, here, here we go. Mix up your translations there, Dave. Don't worry, I got a little bit of everything here. Excellent. All right. Knowledge speaks, but wisdom listens. That's inspirational quote. Yeah, that's. I want to say it's the message version of the Bible. <laughs> oh, that's the entire book in the message. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> inspirational quote. All right, it is. That's from, that's from Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> yes. Wow. I had a lot of fun compiling these, by the way. <laughs> I'm really glad about that. Did all not right. see that coming. All right, here we go. Um, a friend loves at all times, but a brother is born for a time of adversity. Bible. That's Proverbs. Mm-hmm. Mm, Proverbs 17, 17. Okay. We should have right. bonus points if we just say the reference as our answer. That's a great point. And can you uh, say the translation too? Yeah, we should have extra. Ex you just win hands down if you can do that. You just do. You just do. Yeah. We I'm sorry. I only read exclusively the CSB. So oh, very nice. Very nice. <laughs> okay. Um, let's do another one here. Here we go. All right. Wisdom is the daughter of experience. Not proper. Inspirational quote. Inspirational quote. <laughs> You're correct. It is by none other than Anonymous. Those, those are my I love ones. Anonymous. They're so yeah. he's so deep 
or she is so deep. The anonymous might as well like it'd be like anonymous slash Oprah. That's Oprah. Just just imagine Oprah saying this out loud, and there you go. Okay, um, the time to repair the roof is when the sun is shining. Inspirational quote. Inspirational quote. Yep. Maybe this is too easy. <laughs> it's a little. <laughs> it's more funny. Come on, Dave, to shake who, it up. It's more funny to see who comes up with these two. This is John F. Kennedy, that one. So, all right. Also, um, Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> also. All right. Um, uh, all right. There is a way that appears to be right, but in the end, it leads to death. Proverbs. Bible. 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 (laughs) Carl and I get more credit because we said the book. Well, I was going to say that, but it's just fun. Yeah, that's true. Is anyone keeping score? I think we're all winning. Uh, Except me. We have not missed one. I I think the host is losing here. I think that's really what's (laughs) happening. Dave, this is not a good game right now. This is not a good game at all. All I'll do a couple more because this just isn't, this just ain't working. All right. Nope. Here we go. Um, okay. Uh, affirmation without discipline is the beginning of delusion. Inspirational. Inspirational quote. Yep. <laughs> right when I said delusion, the moment yeah. that is in the Bible, we're like, wait a minute, who translated this? What's going on? Uh, it's some guy named Jim Rohn. I have no idea. Uh, Richie Cunningham. Richie Cunningham. Yeah, I'm just going to make up people. <laughs> well, that's Ashley- what we do with C.S. Lewis. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Ashton Kutcher. Uh, just kidding. <laughs> so, all right. Those who are kind to benefit themselves, but the cruel uh, bring ruin to themselves. Proverbs. It does feel like Proverbs. It feels like Proverbs, but I'm not, I don't know. I think it's, pro- that's a hard one. I feel like it's almost Proverbs. Well. Iran. Iran. <laughs> Um, I'm going to say it is Proverbs and it is, uh, it is, it is definitely not a traditional translation. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> it's actually NIV. <laughs> it's, like I said, it's not the it's, CSB. It's, it's Proverbs <laughs> eleven seventeen. There you go. There Some you of go. these, I was, you know, here's the thing about Proverbs. All right. And I, I think I'm going to give one, one or two more, but the, the thing about Proverbs is that, you know, so much of it. It, it was actually hard finding some in here that didn't have like instruction from the Lord. The Lord says, you know, uh, or something like that, um, which is good to know kind of where the information is coming from. But all right, I'll see if I can find one more. Uh, all right. The journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Proverbs 23. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's Proverbs 32, man. Come on. <laughs> So, yeah. Lao it's written Tzu. in the back. Uh, uh, that is a Chinese <laughs> proverb. Thank you very much. Uh, Chinese proverbs are always amusing, though. I'll give them that. So and you're like, really? Okay, that's kind of that's kind of amusing. Uh, <laughs> all right, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna finish this just as bad as it started. So um, <laughs> let me see if I can find uh, a more ridiculous one here too. If it's not a proverb, um. um See, some of these I can hear Picard saying that, so that's why we need a guy to compare. To advise is not to compel. Inspirational quote. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Anton Chekhov. Ooh. <laughs> nice. <laughs> He's good. Go. Oh, well, there's Yay. lots of them. Uh, uh, no, there you go. So, Are there right. more? Are there more? 
I think I need to end right there. I think think we're going to move right into Scott's favorite thing that he's been wanting to do for maybe years now is the Sucker Punch of the Week. Um, Since we're keeping it, at least for this episode. A potential last time. It could be a potential last one. So uh, there you go. The last time Um, till the next time. I know. Until the next time. (laughs) All right, Scott. So it's on you. The honor is yours. Well, so I I feel like from previous episodes, you have have banned... coronavirus as an answer is that (laughs) well we learned recently that you can't punch a virus and i disagree uh, yeah oh as a as a virologist i most certainly can (laughs) nice i think that's the way uh many of our antiviral medications are intended to work we 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 find that uh that uh that that surface protein and we and we punch it right on its spiked projection and that's how we kill the virus nice I like so, yes, I, 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 uh, my general answer is I would like to punch this pandemic in the face and, and make it go away. Um, I think I already kind of played my hand on the other one, though. My, my general, the, the, the thing that I would like to metaphorically uh, sucker punch right now is, is the, the temptation that we all have, and I'll include myself in this, I'm not above this, of speaking outside of that which we know. Uh, not just speaking outside of it, but like boldly, declaratively, uh, in an advisory capacity, mm-hmm. proclaiming stuff to people as if we know what the heck we're talking about. Guys, uh, I, I, like, I feel like, like we like just stay, got punched. Stay in your lane, kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. um, and I, you know, I think we're all included in that. That's why I think I can. I'm, I'm free to sucker punch because I'm. I myself am getting punched as well in this statement. Um, yeah, it's just. I think isn't it just this we are so desperate to have some measure of control over our lives that we just look mm-hmm. for little, little ways in which we can exert control and uh, pretend like we have a grasp of what's going on when we're in uncertain times. Uh, yeah. So mm-hmm. it's weird. Like the number of, of pastors who have literally have not thought about science since they were in 11th grade are, mm-hmm. have turned their Twitter profiles into just full on, like public health analysis. Mm. Um, and yeah. And I, and then as I scroll by it, I'm like, well, 75% of what you're saying is actually not true. Um, Man. That, mm-hmm. And that's when it gets problematic is when they actually just start saying things that are not true and giving wrong and unhelpful and potentially harmful advice. Uh, well, and then Scott, you chime in or someone else who knows a lot more what they're talking about. Um, and, and the response is, uh, not fake news, but the point is like, that's your interpretation <laughs> or something right. like that. You know what right. I mean? It, it becomes like an interpretation of scripture, like conversation, which is the wrong conversation in this <laughs> yeah. time, you yeah. know? Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I like, uh, I, I think you summed it up pretty well um, in that article when you or you responded and so, said, uh, of the advice you give to your teenagers, don't get your information from memes. <laughs> um which um i'm insulted a little bit about that because um i make my living based on memes which (laughs) means i don't really make any money off of memes um but uh but no but but the thing is like the the amount of stuff oh go ahead sir i I think the the advice is send memes liberally because we all (laughs) need a laugh right now yes (laughs) but don't rely on them for your public health information (laughs) thank you 
Very good wisdom. Very good mm. wisdom. That's uh, deep. Well, I, I think even though we have talked about sucker punching uh, the virus many times, I think you put it most um, from a medical point of view, you did it better than anyone. So mm-hmm. well done. I, I think that's the winner right there. The, the best right. way to punch it. I like it. Perfect. <laughs> the infectious disease specialist doctor can definitely sucker punch the virus. Absolutely. <laughs> Definitively. <laughs> We're trying that's, that's, for that. <laughs> that's that's how I f- frame my research and all my research grant proposals. Nice. <laughs> the sig- significance section is I'd like to punch this virus in the face. Nice. I like it. I like Do it. Do ninjas ever appear in your uh, gr- in your re- reports and requests? That's, that's not a bad idea. No, mm. not not yet. But I'll be thinking about how I can incorporate that. I think that's a good idea. Yeah, if I never get a grant again, I'll come back to this moment and know that this was my downfall. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, you know that's that's where wisdom comes into play, right? So, (laughs) wow, wow. So, I guess this leads into what we're reading right now, right? Yes, I think it would be wise to uh, get close to the end of this episode. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Wisdom, prudent, yes. Um, So, what am I reading now? Is that the question? Yes. Yes. Let's see. Uh, I just finished. I just finished Dead Wake by Eric Larson. Mm. I'm a big, big Eric Larson fan. I've Have not read, read it. Okay. It's brand new, and I've not got to yet. Yeah. Um, but I've read all his other ones, and uh, yeah, Dead Wake was amazing. Uh, really, mm. really, really good. I love how it just sort of came from all the different angles, and it described a very well. Uh, publicized a well-documented event, but it described it in kind of much more in-depth terms from multiple different angles. It was really interesting. Eric Larson is brilliant. Um, for Family Read Aloud, we are doing, we're currently halfway through this Sword in the Stone by T.H. White. Um, it is amazing. It's very, especially for a read aloud, it's really difficult to read because it's, I mean, it's so it's written in 1938 and it's written in the voice of kind of a medieval sort of deal. So the, the language is a bit cumbersome to read out loud, uh, but man, it's hilarious. It's a really good book. My kids uh, are very much enjoying it. Um, and then I, yeah, I recently finished Ember's End, uh, the close of the Green Ember series. And that was just one of the best endings that I could have imagined for that that series, Sam did a remarkable job of, of uh, wrapping that up and sort of pointing us forward in a, in a really good, hopeful way. Uh, and then I'm also, I, I have been, I bit, so there's a six book series. I, I think maybe you guys have mentioned them before. There's a six book series called uh, the gateway Chronicles mm-hmm. by K, KB Hoyle. You guys know those? Yeah. Um, they're kind of uh, like, I don't know, YA uh, middle, middle grade YA um, fantasy. Um, yeah books and um yeah my wife and i and my daughter my oldest daughter binged the first well they all binged all six like in a very rapid succession uh starting on like we got them for christmas and then um and then starting right then just sort of read all of them and then i binged the first five and then like covid happened and so i'm on i'm like three quarters of the way book six which is the final book in the series and have been going more slowly through that one just because of circumstances, mm-hmm. but in enjoying it all the while. So they're, they're fantastic. Um, really good books by KB Hoyle, mm-hmm. who is a, a Birmingham area author. Uh, mm-hmm. So I love, 
supporting local. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, she's uh, been, yeah, she's been on the show. She's great she? fun. Yeah, she is. Yeah, and she also is now reading online. Uh, so she's doing a Facebook chapter by chapter read. Um, so go to KB Hoyle's Facebook page, and you can. She's reading the the six, which is the first book in the series, uh, chapter by chapter. Nice, which is awesome. Yeah, so that's what I'm currently reading, and uh, and then I just sort of finished this weird kick. I've never read, I've never read spy books at all before, uh, mm-hmm. but for some reason, I just somewhere in January, I kind of mm-hmm. uh, got an itch to read uh, not fiction, but a it's like a, a nonfiction Cold War espionage kind of book. Uh, so I did the Spy and the Traitor by Ben mm-hmm. McIntyre, yeah. um, and then man, that just sent me off into a spiral. So I, I think. <laughs> It's in the two months after that, I read like five other nonfiction espionage books. Um, awesome. Just in rapid succession. They were all somewhat interrelated, like had characters that, that overlapped in real life. Yeah. Uh, so I just kind of went, went down that rabbit trail and read a whole bunch of um, Cold War and World War II era spy nonfiction yeah. books, have which was read, kind of fascinating. Have mm-hmm. you read the, any of the John le Carre novels yet? No. So mm-hmm. on the tail end of that, so John le Carre is an actual like legit character in all these books because he mm-hmm. was an MI5 agent uh, <laughs> or six, whichever MI5 or MI6, I get those confused. And so um, he's, it, it is on the docket, but he's one where he's been, he's been writing for so long and there's so many books and there doesn't seem to be a universal agreement as to where to start for him. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I have yet to, pick up one of his because I'm not, I'm honestly not sure which book to start with and I haven't spent the time to research which one to start with. Well, you could always just start with uh, the spy who came in from the cold. Um, that was his third book mm-hmm. and um, apparently is uh, one of his best. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Also, um, it, here's the, here, here's the fun fact from my quick bit, bit of uh, Google research while you were talking, he worked for both MI5 and MI6. Well, well there you go. There you go. <laughs> it's fascinating because the, the, all these stories, they, John Le Carre keeps popping up, Ian Fleming keeps popping up, and Graham Greene keep popping up. Hmm. And I'm like, why? What is it about that era that led a whole bunch of people to go off and become world famous writers? <laughs> it's pretty cool. Sometimes in the middle of their careers too, because John Le Carrier, I can't remember his real name. That's just his pen name, but he. Uh, you know, he had to, of course, have his manuscripts reviewed, um, you know, by the government. And, uh, you know, y- you can kind of infer who some of the real characters are, uh, even like Kim Philby, yeah. who in the movie, I think, is played by um, Colin Firth, you know, in, uh, in, in the spy or the what's the second one, the Tinker Tailor um, Soldier mm-hmm. Spy or whatever, which is really good, too. But, yeah, that's that's a great genre. Um yeah, a spy novel or nonfiction is always fascinating. So very cool. I love that. Uh, good, good. That's the right type of escape. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I applaud thee. So yes. Uh, yeah. All Scarlett. right, Scarlett, what do you got? Well, <clears throat> it's only been two days since you asked me last time, so <laughs> so I'm still reading. Um, I'm not as fast as you guys, but. I'm still reading Stay Hungry by Sebastian Maniscalco, who is one of my favorite comedians. It's always, you never know with a comedian's memoir if it's going to be like punchy stand up or if it's going to be like them telling stories, you know? And when I first started it, I thought, uh, I don't know what 
this is going to be, but it's, he's, I haven't read that much of it yet, but he's talking about his life and I'm always interested in that. So, um, not very far into that yet, but still reading that, still reading, um, what was the other one I told you? The A.W. A. Tozer one, mm-hmm. Knowledge of the Holy. Yeah. Um, and I just downloaded on my library app, um, Mark Twain's autobiography. And I haven't decided if I'm going to commit to reading it yet, but I want to, I love reading funny things, but most of my, what I've read is from funny people today. And I want to delve more into funny people of the past and, you know, it's my thing. So I don't know. Have you read, has anyone read that? The Mark autobiography of Mark Twain? It's huge. There's like different volumes. So I don't know if I want to commit to that. Mm -hmm. What did you think Um, of it, Aaron? I'm going to be honest. It was not that funny. Okay, I'm not. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to read that then. So I mean, I don't I mean, expect it to be funny, but yeah. it's it, it's interesting for sure. But I mean, you you kind of get a sense of the hubris of of the man um, yeah. to a greater degree because I mean, he was you know he was the the showman. Like, think of the the most pompous writer um, of our time um, that you can uh, that you can imagine, and he's probably that guy for his mm-hmm. era so mm-hmm. um so you leave but, really not liking him <laughs> leave the book uh, i mean i certainly didn't like him any more than uh than i did before <laughs> um yeah. but i mean i like Maybe his I won't work. read it right yeah. so well anyway that's what i have downloaded but i haven't decided if i'm gonna read it there you go all right cool. all yeah, right what do you got uh, well, I just finished um, the Tales of Beetle the Bard, so one of the oh, little side yeah. books in the um, Harry Potter world, uh, just because I needed a quick palate cleanser um, <laughs> while I'm still working on all the other books that I've been working on for the last six months, um, because, well, it feels like six months. How long is March now? Are we out of March yet? <laughs> Can I tell you something? I'm not going to call out which child said this, but one of my children today, they're young, said, is today March 25th? Or what, no, no, it's March 35th. <laughs> and the funny thing is that's a meme, but my kids, my little ones are too young to know yeah, that. So yeah. no, it's know. March 97th yeah. um, at this point. Yeah. So um, is it Tuesday? I don't know. I don't know. Time's lost all its meaning. Anyway, um, anyway, yeah, I, uh, I, I needed that little palate cleanser from, from the other stuff I've been reading just, just to keep me going. And, uh, and it was, and it was yeah. good fun. So. I like that. Um, so I'm reading, uh, finally reading uh, Augustine's Confessions. Uh, I'd never read it. So I'm, I'm kind of taking it kind of day by day, just in the sense of like, I'll read probably 10, 10 pages a day, something like that. And uh, it's quite enjoyable. And in the spirit of Confessions, um, Aaron, you're going to hate me, but I am giving up on uh, The Amazing Adventures of Cavalier and Clay. How dare you? I, I just, uh, I, I can't tell if my attention span is just not doing well right now. I think that's part of it. I think second thing is it's just not interesting to me. To me, I know it's a wonderful book. It won a Pulitzer Prize, and so I'm a terrible person for. for yes, a yes, you are. Um, no, I, I believe in quitting books. So. Yeah, but, the, but, but, but you know what? I violated the rule. Um, I wasn't that interested after 100 pages, and I went all the way to almost three, uh, page 300. I'm like a little bit shy of that. And the oh, problem man. is it's another – it's like 630 pages long. And I, last night, I was like, I'm just – it's not sustaining me, and I need to set it aside and go on to something else because I need something that's 
that's not a struggle right now to get through. I know it's good. I, I think most of it just has to do just right now. I'm just having a tough time focusing. Um, and so it's a, it's uh, a self-care issue. Uh, you, you, thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Scott. Yeah, absolutely. It's a self-care issue. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, and, 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 the, and part of it too is I've got this kind of stack of other books I'm excited to get into. I think there's a part of it that way. And so again, guys, stick to your hundred page rule. It doesn't mean reject the book all the time. It just means, you know, maybe now is not the right time. So there you go. Sorry to disappoint you, Aaron. <laughs> you know, you, I'm just are used you to like, it. Are you very stringent about that, Aaron? About uh, finishing books or? Yeah, book, book, book quitting. Oh, no, I'm very pro book quitting. I'm just very anti him quitting that book. Ah, gotcha. Um, okay. Because it's a great book. And uh, yeah, so, but you know, you know, it might be the wrong season because I mean, you know, Dave rips on me all the time about uh, my not being past page 57 in Lonesome Dove. <laughs> so, <laughs> so just think about that. Just think about that, Dave. What are you giving up? You're giving up all your ability to rip on me <laughs> forever about anything. <laughs> Something tells me he's not going to adhere to that. No, not one bit. Yeah. No, <laughs> no. All right. Well, Scott, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you for yes. joining us uh, for today, for today's show guys. Yeah. Uh, we did it. We got through another episode. We still haven't died. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So, I'll just I'll just email you my ailments. Don't worry. <laughs> I know we didn't have time to get into them. That's true. Oh, that's true. Yeah, we ran out of time. Yep, just that's send true. them my way. Mm. Okay. The, the, the running joke is if you just open up my text messages, it's just a like an endless <laughs> uh, stream <laughs> of pictures of rashes and such. Mm, yeah. Delightful. All well, right. I think I can speak for everyone else too. We, uh, under more normal circumstances in the future, we'd love to have you on to talk uh, in even broader range of books. So just just know that. But uh, hey, we wanted to celebrate your uh, your book launch, but also um, just thanks for sharing you know wisdom from a medical um, pr- perspective as well today. So thanks, man. Mm-hmm. Cool, my pleasure. Thanks, y'all. Yeah. All right. And uh, listeners, thanks for hanging out with us today. Uh, Do leave your um, sincere, insincere, uh, whatever you deem is wise, five-star rating and review, but it's got to be five-star. And uh, we will talk to you later. Bye. This is an Area Code podcast.